Pod Show is pleased to bring you the following killer content direct from the all-new feature-rich podshow.com. Get it, play it, dig it. The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 25. Today, the Bible Study Podcast studies Part 2 of The Armor of God. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Last week, we started looking at Ephesians, the verses talking about the armor of God. Looking at Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. We talked last week about the first part of these verses, talking about not struggling against flesh and blood. So we're going to move on and talk more about the individual pieces of armor that Paul talks about here. I mentioned last week that Paul, being chained here in Rome as he writes this letter, has literally a Roman soldier close enough that he can touch. And so he uses this analogy of the Roman armor as an analogy here for the armor of God or that which protects us from the devil's schemes. And so we want to look at these things piece by piece here. Uh, The first thing that he mentions is the belt of truth. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. And one of the interesting things about the belt is the Roman soldier is wearing a tunic and the belt is gathering this all together and somewhat keeping it in place, giving him a place that he can put his sword and also sort of just keeping it out of his way. And it's interesting that he sort of starts with truth. And I think there are a number of different ways that we can go here, but I think part of, for me, the belt of truth as a protective piece of armor against the devil's schemes is starting with truth, starting with truth about who we are, what we are, not thinking too highly of ourselves, not thinking too lowly of ourselves, which the Bible calls humility, that understanding of who ourselves are, and and looking at ourselves honestly. And I think sometimes we get in trouble when we don't do that, Uh, when we think we can do more than we can, or when we think we can do less than we can, either one I think is a trap. And so he starts with, one of the things that guards us is truth. And also, obviously, truth can be interpreted here as being just literally telling the truth. I think sometimes it's a lot easier to remember our stories if we just tell the truth. And we can certainly get ourselves in trouble when we start heading away from that. And I think most of us have experiences where we've we've done that. It may have been as a kid where we started with the, the little white lie or when we started telling our mother a story or whatever. But he sort of says, first of all, if you're going to stand against the devil, let's start with truth. And he says, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. 
And let's look at what a breastplate does, first of all. The breastplate covers your chest, and so it covers your vital organs there, and especially your heart, without which you are done. And so he says, look at this righteousness, and the righteousness I think that he's talking about here is protecting our heart. And I, the way I see that is that one of the things that protects our heart is what, are we, what do we care about? Where is our heart? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, we learn in the Gospels. So what is it that is protecting our heart? And I think this breastplate of righteousness, it is when we love God more than others, when being right with God, when our righteousness with God is more important to us than other things, then we are protected. Because basically, if the first thing I ask when the devil tries to come up with a scheme is, if I do this, will that make me more or less right with God? I mean, will that, will that get interfere with the relationship that I have with God? It's not like I'm trying to justify myself before God, but if what God thinks about what I do is more important to me, then that will protect me. And he says, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. One of the interesting things about the Roman army is that one of the reasons that they were the predominant power in the region that they were for so long was they had mobility. Now, their mobility was predominantly on foot. The strength of the Roman army was not their cavalry as it was, for instance, in Persia but it was their foot soldiers. And so one of the things that we have left over still in some places are the Roman roads, these wonderful roads that they built for miles and miles and miles, hundreds and thousands of miles across Europe. And they basically walked from one place to another. And so the, the shoes on your feet are the things that are enabling you to move. And so he says, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace... And I think there's two different ways to look at that when we look at readiness as a protective piece of armor that is protecting us from the devil's schemes. One, I think, is a readiness to go where God tells us to go, to go and get up and move. And basically, one of the best defenses is to not be where the devil expects you, to not be where the enemy is looking for you. And basically, one of the best defenses or offenses for the Roman army was to to be on the move, to be ready to go when the time came, when the orders came down to move. So I think that that's also part of our defense. And then I think also that means that we're called then to be where God wants us. And that's also then part of the offense, that basically that God is calling us to battle and that we have this readiness Paul talks about that comes from the gospel of peace. Um, I I hear in that eagerness. I hear in that to be willing to go, but also to be to be standing by, to be looking for opportunities, to be to be ready. And then that we move on from that to take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And so flaming arrows sounds like this wonderful analogy of all this stuff that's coming in that can hurt us. And I think of the flaming arrows that we send at each other, the words that we use. I think of the flaming arrows that come from all of the attacks on our our psyche, all of the things that the devil wants to accuse us of. And we have this faith here. 
And I think it also is the circumstances around us. There are times that we feel like we are under attack because our faith is under attack because of all of these things that are happening. And he says, use that faith, which is a shield that extinguishes all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Our faith is one of the things that is protecting us because it is the way that we know that what the Bible says is more important than how I feel today. That my, I'm anchored and I'm grounded in that faith so that I can resist these little things that happen or these big things that happen. Flaming arrows actually sounds like a big thing. And then also Paul tells us to put on the helmet of salvation. The helmet basically is protecting our head and our mind and our thoughts. And our salvation, if we think about what salvation is, salvation is we have been saved, we've been changed from one kingdom to another. Colossians says we've been rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Son he loves. We've been rescued, we've been saved. And we should be thinking in a different way because we have been saved. Our thoughts should be protected by this salvation. I'm not in this rule, in this series of things, the way that the devil and his kingdoms work. I should be under the headship of Christ and his kingdom. And that should protect my mind and my thoughts. And then we have the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And obviously a sword is both an offensive weapon, but it's also your first line of defense. If you are caught off guard and you have to pick up one thing, the first thing you'd pick up is your sword because you can parry attacks with it. But also it is something that is of a threat to the devil and his schemes. And then the last thing that he mentions in here, he doesn't have an analogy for, and that's prayer. He doesn't say and use the... A trebuchet of prayer or the or the ballista of prayer or the he doesn't have something actually I think that is a strong enough analogy to use for prayer. Paul doesn't have something that is big enough to compare it to. I think that Paul could have said here if he if he had known about it, uh, take up the ICBM of prayer because I think prayer is both powerful and it doesn't know the sort of range limitations that our words know and it is our most effective weapon against the devil and his schemes and so he says and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests it's interesting in these verses that he is saying to go ahead and make requests and we sometimes feel guilty about praying for ourselves or maybe even for our friends and family but he says it, it pray in the spirit on all occasions let everything you see or do or think of be an excuse for you to pray, to bring that to God. With this in mind, then, he says, he closes with, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. And I think that as we think about the armor of God, it is interesting that Paul then closes here with prayer and saying, above all these things, pray. And I think one of the reasons for that is that it keeps us close to God. And if you're in a situation where you may be attacked, being close to the big guy is really an important thing to do. That will end it for today for the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any comments, go to thebiblestudypodcast.com or send me an email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. The best and the brightest, served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight. 
What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air, they're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.